Welcome to the George Lynch Hunting Podcast, brought to you by Legendary Gear, game golf company that is a legend by design. If it's not good enough for my lanyard, it's definitely not good enough for yours. Well, folks, uh, last uh, weekend was the opening day of Duck here in South, South Central Iowa, and uh, it's been pretty tough down here. We talked about this uh, in the last podcast, talking about the dryness and the drought and everything. Um, I know it's been tough in here. We have horses, and I knew this year with the drought that uh, we've had to get early start and trying to find hay for the winter. And I heard Arkansas is uh, people in Arkansas are ordering hay from up here for the drought that's from down there, and so uh, it's it's making a a dent, and it's been it's affecting a lot of different things. And I knew that if our potholes and our water holes are dried up, it's going to be tough uh, holding the ducks and keep the, a good amount of ducks. I know here where I'm at in Rathbun Lake, we have a so-called refuge, but it, it's a tiny refuge. It's not enough to hold birds. And then you got guys who are on the side of it with their boats and, you know, hunting close that, you know, it's causing pressure as the, the birds. So the birds don't have a lake or a, a reservoir that they can fly into and roost without being shot at. So it keeps it pretty tough to keep them to stay around here very long. And what helped before is we might have some sloughs here, <clears throat> excuse me, some good sized sloughs that held water. So a lot of the ducks who left the lake and would hold up at one of these sloughs would hold the birds in our area. But when these sloughs dried up, you know, we don't have anything for the birds. And when the rivers get pounded and whatever else they have, and I know a lot of the rivers have dried. So it's been, it's a tough year. It's, it's uh, definitely some changes going on in the world. And we just have to, uh, you evolve or you die. So we just have to figure out and what we can do. And, and I know that the uh, <clears throat> the biologists and people like that, I'm sure, are going to be taking a look and, and seeing the effect of this past year of the drought and what's going to happen for the breeding season, the upside in the nesting season for uh, 2023. <clears throat> but I thought this week I'd get into, and we talked last week a little bit about my goose calling and what I use and how to, to call geese. But since the ducks come in, I'm going to talk a little bit uh, what a lot of guys, uh, they, you know, it's like silhouettes. It's the new hot thing, but the cut down call. And uh, basically, the, we at uh, Legendary Gear came out with, uh, I believe, one of the best cut downs out there. It's uh, called the Axe. And um, every call, you know, I, I work the soundboards and sand them and, and shave a little bit and notch with them with the X-Acto knife to get that precise uh, tone and pitch that we're trying to look. But... I, uh, this is actually my first year I'm going to be hunting solo with a, with a cut down call. I like cut down calls. They're just, uh, they're a different breed. It's a different animal altogether. I've uh, hunted with single reeds, hunted with double reeds. I've been, uh, basically, the way I tune my double reeds, I like my double reeds to be kind of raspy. I like them to be a little stiff. And I do more barking at the ducks. And it's more of a timing thing with me. And, you know, basically the rule of thumb, it's real simple. It's kind of like the geese. You you call at the sides and you call at the rear and just hit them light and confidence calling as they're coming to you. And a lot of times reading that bird first, the ducks are coming in, read that duck first and see if he's just not going to drop into the hole or if he's going to make the swing. And if he makes that swing, then hit him a little bit on that side. <clears throat> and what I like to do is when he hits my left side, I'll hit him on the right side. And then as he gets out there to make his uh, next turn, if he's going to go or come back, it's a, kind of the same thing I do with geese. 
I hit a, a long, um, dragged out uh, quack on my first thing in. Um, old Phil Robertson, if you listen to some of the old Phil Robertson Duck Commander tapes, he used to call it Chop Chop and uh, hit them with that chop chop and a lot of times if you just be patient and hit that on the ducks you can get them to react just as soon as they hit that sound but again it's like geese if you if you're running that call and you're hitting that bah, 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 hitting that high ball and then you're hitting that all the time and those ducks are just, when they blow out, you got nothing really to give. So that silence thing and letting them come in and work around. And so what we're going to talk about this week is basically how to use and I'm going to use the J-frame, but I'm going to talk about the double read, what I have tuned up in our nose dive, which, by the way, in, in um, Waterfall Magazine has chosen one on our top pick as one of the top duck calls for 2022. So we're pretty happy with that, along with our old man uh, chosen in the, one of the top calls in, in Goose category so it's what an honor that's been for us this year especially a new company is starting out and starting in a pandemic what a time to start a company huh but you know god is good he leads you for when you ask for wisdom and when you ask for repentance and obedience uh, i think he he kind of gives you the wink and and gives you his favor now and then which is a good thing <clears throat> but anyway we're going to get in a little bit a difference in a, a double read j frame and the difference in the cut down and um, I'm going to give you a little bit of a run on both of them. I'm going to step back from the mic here a little bit so I don't try to blare the mic. But I'm going to kind of give you a rundown of uh, the difference in both. Now, you know, let me get this straight. You, you know, not saying if you don't run a cut down, you're not a duck hunter. Or if you don't use a single read or a double read, you're not a duck hunter. They're both good. They're both good. And it's all dependent on the man behind the wheel. That's what we talk about. You know, it's that it's the man behind the bow, it's the man behind the gun, it's the man behind the call. And uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to run both of them a little bit, kind of give you an idea. And, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about hunting situations and what I like to do and, and some of my thoughts. And I'm not saying that my thoughts are, you know, etched in stone or it's the Bible. It's just my opinion. Opinions like elbows. Everybody's got a couple, but just kind of 45, 45 plus years of hunting kind of give you my thoughts and what I've seen and and how basically I'm just going to talk about how I hunt you know the areas I hunt everybody's different we're just going to give you a little bit I'm just an owner of Red Deck it uh, had to hunt at home hunted hunted little areas that we hunt close by but I've been blessed to hunt a few spots but anyway I'm not one of those guys who got to hunt Argentina and who goes to the British Columbia and Alaska to hunt sea ducks or the east coast or to Mexico and you know, which is all cool. I've never had that, but uh, just the old boy who's been able to hunt Midwest ducks and I hunt a few of the East Coast uh, on Eastern Maryland there and stuff that that have done some duck hunting. But I'll just give you my thoughts and interpretation. Now I'm going to start out with our nose dive and kind of give you an idea of, of the double read and just kind of do the regular the hen cadence that we like to do, and it's just going to be real simple. on there you're hearing those first notes so I'm starting kind of a high and actually with my throat kind of saying hot hot 
So I'm pushing that, that, as you hear that. the double reed working right there now I'm going to give you the, the sound of the cut down and you're going to hear the different barky and more of a raspy sound and kind of more of aggressive uh, with this call there going back and forth that bark in that duck and um, now we're going to do the feed I'm going to run a little bit of the difference in feed we're going to do the uh, here's the double read and I'm just going to do a slow feed which is some slow feed, a little bit of hen brought into it, and then with a little bit of uh, slow feed with a quack into it, slow feed with a quack and a couple quacks. And what that is representing is some more soft, uh, content calling. Is that hen on, the, on that water? She's really content. She's happy where she's at. Now I'm going to give you the same thing with the cut down and see if we can do that little bit of roll and hear the difference. on both those and and uh, the cut down is going to be that little bit more barky to it uh, the double both again like I said sound real good it's just how your style and how you want to call with a double read or a single read on a j-frame your your read is what they call mylar uh, material which is a very thin plastic uh, normally the standard thickness is a, a ten thousandths of an inch on a duck call. So when you're looking at a double reed, which is, uh, you've got a 10,000 over a 10,000. And with a dimple on top, we do a little bit different bending and stuff with the reed to give that uh, a little bit more rasp and a little bit different tone. But um, on a cut down, you got a single, my, at least with our ax, it's a single reed, but it's a 14 thousandths reed. So that makes it, you are gonna put, uh, it kind of the, the, the air presentation is going to be different. I'm actually, my lips are a little bit tighter. And when I'm bringing that air, I'm popping that air in quick, shorter burst. So I'm kind of. did that with this double read I would definitely I'll show you the difference what happens I'll overblow it I'm causing it to go higher pitch 
So on the double read, what I have to do is I'm backing off my air and hitting it a little softer and pushing it just to, what you're wanting to do is you're, you're putting enough air and that's where the practice comes in, folks. You can tell you every voice, vocabulary, how to hold the lips, the air presentation, where it comes, where's your push point. But it takes practice to learn how to push that air, to feel that read, and all you're wanting to do is learn to get that read started. And when I hit that pitch I want, it's about keeping the air present to keep it there at that point, and then learning to back the air to, to drop it, or what I usually do is I just stop. So on the double read, double read which is a little bit different is that where the cut down as I'm opening that throat more and, and opening it up to get that burst of opening if you want to take a garden hose and say I had a three-quarter inch garden hose and I wanted to get a good quick burst of water but a full blast of water I'm gonna keep that hose open and you want that pressure behind it to push that full uh, three-quarter inch of water down that bore and out to get that air in there to lift that heavier reed to get that pop so it takes a little bit more air but it's I'm not there's not the finesse I guess I, guess I want to say of slowly increasing it and like you you get that feel with the double reed I'm getting that bah, 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 bah. so you're, you're, you're popping that air quicker If I were to use the air that I do in my J-frame double read, this is what would happen. You hear that it's squeaking? I can't, I'm not being able to open and lift that read without that burst of with that air behind it. And what I'm doing, if you can imagine, that three-quarter inch bore of hose is with the pressure going behind it. And then when it gets to the end of the note, you're closing that bore. And so it pushes the rest of that note out the exhaust port of that duck call. And it's a timing thing. It's definitely a timing thing. Like I said, we can go over this. and But you have to, like I always said, you know, it's perfect practice makes perfect. You have to start running that but you got to understand the basic to how to get it to move it's just a total different air presentation again the same way with the, the j frame on the double read to get that i'm softening it up and when i'm doing a j frame i'm actually now went from a three-quarter bore probably to a half inch bore and what i'm also doing is that my lips are, are tight but i'm actually pushing from the throat but using my lips to manipulate that air. So I'm And that's from the, the throat, the lips, and the you know, pushing and that air. But I'm using that air to to shorten and, and make the diameter of that wind channel, that air channel, that water channel, whatever you want to. I'm using water just to kind of so you can kind of get the idea because air and water, how it runs together, um, getting that spurt. You know, when you've got the air 
water hose open full bore and you turn on the water pressure full, you got three quarters inch of water borne right out in out there. But when you put on that pressure, then tighten that from a three quarter to a half inch to a quarter, you're gonna get that quick uh, burst of air, but it's gonna be a softer burst, uh, controlled burst, and then kind of using my tongue to the roof of my mouth to stop it. Now right there between the, the cut down and the, the J-frame double read, you've heard the difference. Both sound ducky. Um, one has its it's it's different to me like i said i like a cut down i use it in the field or i'll use it in a marsh i'll use it on a pond um now if i'm actually in an area i really don't worry because from practice i can take this cut down and, and soften it up i can soften that right up when I get to the J frame we can do the same thing now you hear that's definitely in a different in a pitch between that and then this just got deeper it's that more fuller hen um it's just that boss hen but i by using that power and using that that sharpness and then using that to for your timing of that bird to hit him on the side to hit him from the rear now when i was talking about i'm going to run this uh, cut down and i'm going to run it just as i had saw ducks and ducks are working to me i'm going to be kind of easy i'm not going to do anything crazy and a lot of times if if i have hunting pressure if you happen to be in an area with a public uh, say a public access spot and i got a, a competition and blinds around you'll hear everybody calling and a lot of times it just stay quiet no one's home and what i'll do when those ducks are approaching me you might give them a little As they fly back I'm either gonna do that or I'm gonna shut up it depends how low they're gonna be if they're that at that angle in that pitch where I think they could just drop right into the hole that little feet call just gives them a little bit more of a, a confidence call that uh, hey you know it's it's safe here uh, everybody's content let's drop in but if they're holding pretty high I might just shut right up I've talked about this with geese of that degree of angle if that degree of angle is not dropping and those ducks Sometimes there's no one home. That's the little comment that we like to use that no one's home. Let those ducks come and approach you. And as they slide over you, I'll wait till when they get about maybe 30, 40 yards from me. Then we'll hit them with this. And understand now it's all quiet. They see the decoys down there. And as they go across, all of a sudden that boss hen has just looked up and saw them 
And that's a lot of time can grab that attention compared how everybody else is working them. Everybody's blowing them calls. They're hitting them with the, the highball when they see them, they're doing that. So they're hearing all that stuff and yet they're gun shy and they're call shy. And again, call shy, whether it's ducks or geese, to means that they're people shy. They're not sounding like a duck. They're not hitting the, the cadence and the pitches like a duck. But, uh, you know, when they're hearing all that and all of a sudden you just let them get by and all of a sudden, they'll turn. And when they start to turn and they hit that right side over there, let him get around. He's going to spin around. He hits the next corner. And each time, and when he gets out there straight in front of you, and he's kind of doing that flyaway, this is where I like to drag the first and second note. right there is basically that cadence and working that back and forth you know from the sides into the uh, going away from the rear just hitting that cadence a lot of times if you're doing it right and if you got two three buddies it works great and a lot of times you can finish those pressure ducks again and it's the same with geese just picking your timing you want to make sure that uh you know when the birds like i said if the ducks are coming in and he's doing that uh, gliding in, and you see him dropping that angle. You know, just hit him a little bit with that feed. You can hit him a little bit of that feed right there and just let them see what they're going to do. And then, like I said, if they go to booger out a little bit, you then hit him with that little bit of... Works real good. It's and what I'm trying to do is, you know, I'm not changing. I'm not trying to um, sound, you know, different than a duck. You know, we are still emphasizing the cadence of a hen. Um, you want to, you know, and I'm not dragging out a bunch of it. I'm not dragging it very long. And one thing that I'd like to say, if you're hunting with two or three guys, it's always good. And the same with geese, and I'll explain that in a little bit. But when I, when I'm hunting ducks and we're hunting two or three guys. If one guy's got a good cut down or one guy's running a cut down, I'll tell you what doesn't hurt. I'm going to run a, a J-frame here, and I'm going to run the cut down. So if you have a couple buddies, what I'm trying to say is I don't like to have, if all three of us are sitting there and each guy's got a different call and we're all working on ducks coming in and the guy on the, on the, on the double reed, and the cut down's right with him, frame I kind of what I'm going to do is I'm saying you got two way different sounds there's nothing wrong having a boss hen and then a, a, maybe a light hen but I kind of put that light hen off to the side you know with you, when the boss hen you can get uh, the, the other guy to the side and he can 
But don't overdo it. You kind of hit that light hen. I like to hit it once or twice because that, that light hen isn't going to overrun that boss hen as she's leading. But really, my ideal way of hunting with two guys or three guys is let that, let that cut down or the one guy who too really likes to bark at those ducks, let that guy work and let him kind of get that barking hen it's good that you and or the other guys with maybe the j frame with a single read and a double read just while he's doing that <laughs> kind of work that feed chuckle and while he's working that then this guy He's working that ball saying, you're going to have to excuse me a little bit. It's a little tough. I haven't run a double read and a cut down back and forth together. Usually when I'm running my cut down, I've been on that and haven't uh, only been doing the double reads for sailing for sale. So it's totally two different animals. So if I'm messing up here a little bit, I apologize. It's just, I'm running two different beasts here. Um, I'm trying to do my best, but usually when I run one or the other, then I'm, I'm pretty set on it. But, I'm trying to run the cut down, but you kind of get what logistics, what I'm saying here, you know, get one guy taking the lead and then the same way have the other guys kind of feel it. And that to me is natural. Um, you know, vice versa. If that's not working, try the guy with the double read doing the, the boss hen and, and giving a little barking hen. And maybe the other guy in the cut down, he's just going <laughs> to. So he can be working back and forth and the guy on the double read. He's working. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is you're not working the same. Both of y'all stepping over each other, running the same thing. You know, I kind of like to use the analogy when I'm hunting. I know in a two-man contest is a little different. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of guys run back and one's kind of if you listen to them, they're almost following each other. And your real uh, veteran duck callers, even two-man goose guys, they feed off each other, and they know the strength of one guy and the strength of the other. So when that guy is showcasing, maybe he's got some good boss hens, and the other guy, while he's doing that, he's not stepping over him, but in between there, he's showing his showcase of some strong feed. So that way you're keeping and listening, bam, 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 hearing both of that. So, and just, just pretend that instead of having human judges, you've got ducks or geese for judges. And you're being able to, you know, give them, if each one of you are stepping over each other, it's just going to sound like drowning each other out. Or it's going to be more blaring or more distortion, if anything. So it's, again, what I'm talking about is remember to, you have a control calling, um, work in sequence, work together with each other, work off of each other. And uh, a lot of times when my buddy that we used to, I used to hunt with a lot 
you know, if I happen to see now with both, we were both, you know, pretty much at the level, same level of calling, but sometimes the geese, depending on what side of the blind you're hunting on, I might have more visibility of birds. Now and all the time, that head caller has full view of those birds. So that's kind of the beauty of having two guys or three guys who are good callers and who are experienced and seasoned with each other. Say that guy on one side, he's on the east side of that blind. He sees geese coming from the southeast or on his side. He can take over and tell, hey, guys, I got geese. And you always the guy who's controlling is the guy who's being able to see the birds and being able to read the birds. And sometimes the I've been in there where my buddy will start off and I don't I know he saw him and I can know by his calling that how close they are, what they're going to do by his calling. And I will feed off him and I will go and do a feed. I'll do a fast feed or I could do a slow feed. If he picks his tempo up a little bit, I'll pick my tempo up a little bit. And, and that's on duck and on goose, you know, we'll be back and forth. He's here, he cluck and moan, cluck and moan. And I might be doing some murmur. And while I'm doing my murmur and moan, murmur and moan, if he starts picking up faster, I'll start uh, murmuring faster. And what we're doing, so we're not both. The only time that we both will jump in together, if I, as soon as I hear him, I know that he's, you know, we lost him. And uh, he hits that to come back, then it's balls to the wall. We both get on the same way with the duck, you know, as soon as you, you lose it and you go to hit it back and hit that fast or allowed to, wah, 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 to get him to come back. Then the other caller, then it's good for the other caller. You both pick it up because you're trying to get the birds at that time. You got nothing to lose. You want to get those birds back and control them and put them right at your bootstraps. So I hope this week uh, you learn a little bit between the cut down and, and the double read. I, I forgive me again of being a little rusty of jumping back and forth on calls, I hope you get the logistics of it. Again, a, a buddy calling and trying to work off each other. It's very important. You know, like I said, not always running the same thing. You want, and I was going to leave you with this. I forgot that, you know, that I use the analogy. Say you walk in a room and there's a party or say there's, there's six, eight, ten people in that room. You know, you could walk in, not everybody's talking like this and everybody's talking the same thing. Not everybody's having the same conversation. You might have one guy over here who's whispering to somebody. You got a guy over here who's the loud talker, might be like me, he's hard to hear. Or then you might have a guy over here who's cut up laughing or, or someone who's angry and raising his tempo, but it's all different conversations. And birds are the same way like that. And just try to remember, and by blending different things and each caller working on his strength, you know, I think you're going to find more success on call shy birds. So anyway, I hope you take that to the bank. I hope it puts more birds in your strap. And always remember, hunt safe, hunt smart. And may the good Lord be your guide. Well, I'll be out there rain shining. All a part of the great design. Bring it on, I can never get enough. Because that's what legends are made of.